Okay, today we're gonna change it up a bit. We're gonna go from our normal crying to hopefully more <laughs> of a happy conversation. Sounds good. Um, what I want to know, and something that I've never asked you before, but I'm really curious about is how did you figure out your passion for film? And how have you continued to um, embed that into your life today? And as you go through like the different seasons of life. You're listening to Personally, the podcast with Michelle and Sally, where we get real personal real quick. Ooh, this is a fun one. This is a fun one because I don't think, I don't refer to myself as a filmmaker. I also don't mm-hmm. think people look at me and think, oh, Sally, the storyteller or the film junkie, <laughs> you know? I just yeah. don't think that's my identity, but it is something that I hold very close to my heart because I'm I'm really interested in the art of film and storytelling in general. Mm-hmm. I would say this goes back to maybe middle school. One year for Christmas, I actually asked my auntie Flo, or I didn't even ask her. I think I was just like telling everyone, oh, I really want a video camera. I really, really want a video camera for Christmas. And I got it. And it was so crazy because it was just this like, I remember this square purple box. And if I remember correctly, it had like gold stars on it and I opened it up and it was this big ass Panasonic video camera. The ones that were like, you had to flip out. Yes. With the window. Yes. (laughs) And the ones where you had to put um, like the tape, the little mini tapes into Oh, wow. That's OG. To record. Super OG. And I remember I just, I wasted so many tapes on filming absolutely nothing. Like I was just walking around the house being like, ah, you know, and (laughs) that was the very first camera I ever owned was this this Panasonic video camera, super clunky. I remember because I had it, my family all of a sudden was like, anytime there was a church event or a family function, they were like, you need to bring your camera so you can record. Like, we need you to like, you know, record all of this. So we have it for future use or we can look back on it. So I Mm -hmm. got into the habit of documenting things. Hmm. So from there, I moved up to like a digital camera and started taking a lot of photos in high school. And I I wasn't officially a part of the yearbook team, but I was like, (laughs) I take so many photos that I'm technically a part of the yearbook team because a lot of them would use my pictures because they knew I was going Mm. to all the events. I was always asking folks like, let me take your photo. Let me take your photo. And everyone just Mm. knew I had an archive of Mm. all these pictures documenting all these good times. Like if you actually go into my Facebook albums, I have so many from such random things. Mm. And yeah, that's, I think that's how it started was just getting into the the habit and feeling very comfortable behind the camera. So mm-hmm. in high school, there was a film class that was offered. I think it was like the first of its kind. Um, and it was an introductory class to the art of filmmaking just for funsies, mm-hmm. you know, nothing too serious, but just the power mm-hmm. of like what it meant to actually document things. I took it mm-hmm. and I was like, this is really, really fun. And I remember telling myself, I think I was a junior at the time. And I was like, if I 
go to college. I don't know if you know this. My original plan was to study business management economics. That's so funny. You would have been a terrible accountant. (laughs) I know. Could you imagine? I freaking suck at math, first of all. Second of all, (laughs) there's no second of all, just I suck at math. I remember going to UC Santa Cruz and I was like, I'm going to study BME. Wow. Well, we could have been classmates. We could have been, but I probably would have dropped out at some point because I would have been like, (laughs) screw this. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to use any of this in my life. Well, I would have if I actually stuck it through. But I remember talking to the counselor, like the advisor, academic advisor. And Mm -hmm. I was like, can I just, can I be in this major but just manage. I don't want to do the econ part. Like I just want to do the management part. And she was like, that's not how it works. And I was like, you can't just boss people around. You got to do the work first. So it didn't work out. And I was like, I can't do this. She gave me the list of courses that you have to take as a BME major. And she was like, there's two years of econ or two classes. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't do this. So my backup plan was Mm -hmm. film. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with film. I really enjoyed it in high school and maybe, you know, maybe this could be the path for me. So I signed up and I really enjoyed being in a space where it kind of felt like there was no wrong answer because Mm -hmm. as a creator, you are really in charge of telling the story that you want to tell. Mm -hmm. And so along the way, you have classmates and you have a professor who's helping you finesse that story, but no one is going to tell you that your story is wrong interesting you know what I mean like no one is going to show up to class and be like this is terrible because (laughs) because what you're trying to convey is Uh idiotic or is completely stupid no one will tell you Mm -hmm. that instead they would ask you okay what is the point of this what are you trying to accomplish and how can we actually like shepherd you into the right direction so that becomes a lot more Mm -hmm. clear and people aren't guessing so I think the art of storytelling why I'm so drawn to it is because there's no wrong answer, but there Mm -hmm. is a sort of right way to tell it, it. like to approach it. Right. And the Mm -hmm. more time you spend with the art of filmmaking and the art of storytelling, the stronger you become in like conveying those stories, whether it be visually or um, Mm -hmm. with your words, you know, verbally. So I just really like the challenge of, fine-tuning your your creativity in a sense and that's so wild it's it's fun and it's fun and I'm I am a very I'm a very creative person I think you are stronger I'm a terrible test taker I let's not talk about any any of the standardized testing that we have to take I will just (laughs) say anytime I was given an assignment where I had to write an essay or a paper no big deal for me. Mm -hmm. I I lean in. I love that kind of stuff. I love showcasing what I've learned, um, and my strengths through essays, Mm -hmm. through writing. Mm -hmm. If you ask me to take a test, I'm just like, I I am nervous. I get really, really nervous because I'm just like, Mm -hmm. there is a right answer, even though I feel like sometimes you can interpret it a different way or like, oh, like that's true. But also that's not the case on tests. So that's kind of how it all started. And I stuck with it. I stuck with film, even though it was like plan B. And I was just doing it because I was like, I enjoyed it in high school. Let's just see where it goes. And Mm -hmm. I stuck with it, but I did end up double majoring along the way. So 
there was a little bit of a transition that I had to endure while in undergrad, but I stuck with film and I, it's one of, I graduated with my, with my BA in it. So fun times. I'm actually really glad you didn't do BME because <laughs> it's so funny because those majors cannot be like so different. I know. When you're like, oh, there's no right answer. You just, you know, hone your, know. your storytelling in accounting, finance, economics, there's always a right answer. And that's why I loved it so much is I love the right answer. I don't want any gray ambiguity. Oh, you know, you get to decide what the you answer is. You can argue no. your way out of this. No, I just want to know what the right answer is. You and um, I are so different. It amazes me that we are such good friends because this truly brings me back to our yeah. first encounter back in core <laughs> class. We've talked about this before, but yeah. if for the listeners who have no idea what I'm talking about, Michelle and I, first years at UC Santa Cruz, we were in the same writing class. And it was like, it was probably like our first writing class as undergrads. And in our residential community, we call it like colleges at UC Santa Cruz. We're both from Oaks College and Oaks operated under the like, we just no give feed, yeah, no grades. We just give feedback and that Goodness. pissed Michelle off. She just could not deal. And I wasn't day- pissed. I was upset. <laughs> and okay, I will say that was the first time. That was the first time in my entire life that someone was like, "Oh, I won't give you a grade." And I'm like, "What? What am I oh doing here? Why am I paying all this money to get a pass? No pass." <laughs> I can go to community college for that. That's true. That's true. But I remember sitting in the class and I remember you just sitting there. You looked so bothered and you, you raised your hand and you were like, I just don't understand why we can't just get a grade. Like, I really need you to just tell me where I'm at. So I know but you understood. what I need to improve on. You understood afterwards a couple years later why I acted the way I did I did I did and you know for me I was like that's wonderful I love that you just get feedback and no of course you do but I remember thinking oh my gosh Michelle what a square I would never be with her and then we ended up working together the next year and we lived together the year after that and then one thing led to another now we're traveling together doing a podcast together it's crazy but that was that was the square first. isn't so square anymore square ain't so square anymore baby that's <laughs> right look at you you're all well-rounded now actually no I'm probably just a parallelogram <laughs> I just you tilted just slightly yeah just just yeah <laughs> but you didn't answer the second part which was What's how do you part? see it manifesting in your life now Ooh, so okay. you talked about how you got from how you got to that passion of filmmaking and I think overall it almost sounds like it isn't really just filmmaking specifically but more like storytelling I think your passion is storytelling but how has storytelling continued to be interwoven in your life Mm -hmm. yeah so while I was a student at UC Santa Cruz one of the classes I remember this is this is by far my favorite class from UC Santa Cruz it's probably one of the most difficult ones too as a film student it was screenwriting 101 with Natasha V she was very just like you did not want to show up without your homework done because you would be put on the spot for sure and it wasn't out of ill intention Natasha was really 
Like I'm here to help you. And if you're serious about this, I'm not here to waste your time. So I need you to like be on it. And it was the first time I ever wrote my first, like I wrote my first screenplay in her class from beginning to end. It was like a short, I think 10 or 20 minute film, but it was, Mm -hmm. there's so much strategy and, and, and skill that went into it. And just a lot of like tactics that I learned from her. Hmm. And so I mentioned earlier that I ended up double majoring and a lot of why I decided to double major is because as a film student, I was a little confused when it came time to to sort of define what kind of storyteller, or what kind of filmmaker you want it to be. I didn't know. Documentaries are really interesting, but I also love drama and I also love, you know, just, I li- I liked a lot of different things. So in order to expand my my understanding a bit more, I decided to double major. So I took on community studies. And long story short, if you are a community studies major, you have to complete this six month field study. And mm. I remember, and you know this because you and Carolyn, was it you and Carolyn? No, I think it was, I think it was Erica. Erica and Carolyn. Helped you moved out, yeah. Help me move out and move into Richmond. So up in the Bay Area, because I was assigned or I, I got an internship with the Rise Youth Center out in Richmond. And I was I was selected because I was a film student and this center was interested in like having someone teach youth about film and how it could be this powerful tool to navigate trauma and to to really own their their own narratives and their own stories. And I thought that was, that was a lot so, to do. I know it. I thought it was so beautiful though, because I mean, if you just think about these these young people just using a camera nothing else Mm -hmm. just this camera you know being able to see themselves reflected in this Mm -hmm. journey or in this story it was a really powerful experience for me and I think that's when honestly that's why I ended up deciding to major in public health as a master's student so it's kind of like one thing has led to another Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it is because I just let myself be in the moment so Mm -hmm. when business and econ didn't work out and Mm -hmm. I was just like I could have honestly moped and I could have just been like no just stick it out like you know Mm -hmm. job security or like it's going to sound better when you say like oh I studied business management blah 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 instead of sulking I just was like okay I don't want to do that like what's next and I Mm -hmm. I went with film I kind of took a risk because I wasn't a hundred percent sold on Mm -hmm. film it was my Mm -hmm. backup plan but I just mm. went for it. And I was like, if I'm going to make a mistake, if I'm going to do something and have to figure it out and make those errors, now is probably the time to do it because that's what college mm-hmm. is for. I don't think that's a popular opinion, but I do think looking back, that is what college is for. So yeah. I think a lot of my journey is I found my, my, myself in one situation. It kind of just led to another and mm. I don't regret anything. And to answer your question about how it's manifested in my life today, perhaps a lot of our listeners know this, but I'm a writer. I work as a full-time writer and a content creator, and my job is truly rooted in storytelling. So I get paid to promote and market researchers that are focused on agriculture, that are focused on climate change resilience, environmental health matters, nutrition, 
serving the community. And I also get to learn from them every single day because mm -hmm. my job is to not only identify potential stories, but to follow it and to make it happen and then sell it to the rest of California. So I think that I've done pretty well for myself in terms of like finding what makes me make me it, what makes me happy yes but also what I'm really good at and what I really like to do I think I'm a pretty strong writer and I think I'm a really good at working I think I'm a pretty good I, I think I'm a pretty strong writer I think I'm a lot better though at working with people and listening mm. to their story mm. and then turning it into something because one of the things that I love hearing from researchers from community members is like I don't have a story because I'm always mm. like, yes, you do. And mm. all I need you to do is just tell me how you got from point A to point B and let mm. me do the rest. So I think in my, in my life now, I mean, directly I, I'm a writer and, and I love it. And I'm so grateful. I never imagined being where I am today and being able to say that, like, I am a writer Mm -hmm. um, and the other part is, I think in just my daily interactions with people, I'm always so curious to know, like, who are you? And I think that mm -hmm. comes out in a lot of my conversations and how I treat other people, the kinds of questions that I ask, how curious I am. Mm -hmm. And it naturally just builds up to me genuinely wanting to know who someone is. So I think that's how it's manifested in my, in my personal and my professional life. Yeah, I remember back in the day before you had gotten this job as a writer, that this was like what you had wanted, what you had always wanted to do was just to write. And all the jobs before this, you were just kind of like, you know, eh, it pays the bills, but it's not exactly what I wanted. So to like hear the story of how it started and then how, you know, you kind of followed the breadcrumbs and then eventually got to where you wanted to be, it's it's kind of crazy to think, yeah, like how you said, everything is full circle, but I also wonder like what's next, you know, like, yes, you've gotten to your goal of being a writer, but like, what do you, what do you envision for yourself in the future? You know, that's a, that's another really good question. Um, and we can pass of, that for another one if you don't want to do it. Sorry. Um, I mean, honestly, it kind of gives me goosebumps because I think since I've started this job and I'm officially a year in, I just celebrated my one year, like two weeks ago. Yeah. So that's really exciting. And I think that this is the first time where I feel like this is my career path. I know what my career path is, is like working in communications, but specifically on this front of either marketing or storytelling or journalism, right? Mm -hmm. So I think what's next is, well, I don't know what's next. And I don't know if I've ever known what's next every time another opportunity presents itself. But what I can tell you is that big picture or like, big dream I would totally be interested in maybe like a news anchor or totally oh. being like a, a reporter oh um, for a, a news station um I would also love to be like a, a investigative journalist for a big paper I think that could be really interesting what I love about media digital media now is that you don't always need to get your foot through the door with these bigger outlets 
podcasts, for example, have made it so that some people have literally become reporters or journalists Mm -hmm. in that sense, because they've just done the research and they have access to this kind of a platform. But um, yeah, I could totally see myself maybe leaning towards the news anchor role or being a reporter. And like I said, that's probably like big dream, big picture scale. But I don't know what's next, but I, I, I could see myself leaning into that or, or this is like totally not very different, but on another hand, maybe even being like a, a novelist, a, a writing books. Oh. I think that would be really fun. Um, one of my bucket list items though, is for sure to start and complete my own screenplay for a film the only problem with that is I have so many ideas. I don't know how you narrow it down. I could really use more coaching and maybe a mentor to help hone in my ideas. But I think that would also be a great goal is to complete a screenplay and maybe pitch it to, I don't know, an agency and see if they pick it up. And yeah. So there are just That's a few a ideas. Of <laughs> That's a, a lot few of ideas. <laughs> The funny thing is, is that um, for your first dream about being a news anchor, that was really surprising to me because I was like, wow, you're going to be doing a lot of traveling. But also it also, it, it, it like everything comes full circle because everything started from that Panasonic camera, mm-hmm. right? Where you were filming the world and now it's almost like now you are, you know, slowly moving towards being in front of the camera. Yeah. So I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's a... It's been a fun journey to say the least. And I think my one of my favorite parts about all of it is that now I kind of just go about life and I find myself in a situation where I meet a stranger and they tell me something and in my head, I'm just like, there's a story there. It's, I don't know, it just feels really good because I think this is one area of my life that I feel is kind of settled since I finally feel like I'm on I'm on my career path. Like this is what I was probably most likely 98.9% certain. This is why I was created. This is the purpose that was laid out for me is, is being in this kind of role, this creative role, this storytelling role. And it's a, it feels good. You're listening to Personally, the podcast with Michelle and Zowie, where we get real personal real quick. 